The Gun Dog Notebook Podcast is presented to you by Onyx Hunt, crafted to be the number one digital mapping resource for hunters, anglers, and landowners. Download the Onyx Hunt app from your phone's app store today and use my promo code GDN20 for 20% off your Onyx subscription. I also want to bring to you Yukonuba Sporting Dog, the premium performance 3020 blend. For the last 50 years, Yukonuba has created premium nutrition that unlocks the power and potential within. From the unstoppable performance of the sporting dogs to the life-saving abilities of working dogs to the incredible companionship of service animals and family pets. Check out Yukonuba Sporting Dog today and go pick up a bag of the 3020 premium performance blend. I also want to bring to you Garmin. Garmin Fish and Hunt sponsors the Gun Dog Notebook podcast. And you better believe that when I got that good old flank collar on, on, on Vegas, when y'all asking me all kinds of questions, what's really important is what kind of collar I'm using to implement that particular training method. It's a Garmin Pro 550 Plus. Go get yourself one today. Also, when I pull up to Vegas' first field trial, his derby trial at Rocky Creek Field Trial Club, I'll be pulling up with Vegas and a Dakota 283 G3 kennel. Go check out Dakota 283 kennels now and use my promo code TGDN10 for 10% off any regular price item at checkout. Also, I want to thank Lion Country Supply for supporting the Gundog Notebook podcast and, of course, supporting field trials. Uh, Lion Country Supply is the world's premier gun dog supplier, and anything you need to get that dog ready for his first derby trial, you can find at Lion Country Supply. All right. I think we are going. What's up, Shane? What's up, buddy? I hope y'all can hear me well. I'm uh, just going ahead, getting started, getting myself organized. I had a couple of things I want to, um, you know, kind of go over. Um, you know, kind of go over with you guys. I'm going to try one more thing before we truly get to rocking and rolling um i'm gonna see if i can double up and do a youtube live and a facebook live i know i'm doing all this this kind of witchcraft and wizardry as uh my buddy plody always says guys if y'all can hear me somebody let me know you can that would be awesome <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see if I can double up. Um Let's see. Give me one second, guys. I am uh I'm trying to do a, a lot. All right. Can I can we do a live video? Will this work? Oh, nah, it ain't gonna happen. All right. You have to like do it on Chrome or something like that. The desktop of Chrome. Let's see. 
if that will do it. Boom. Um, I'm going to get to it in two seconds, guys. Y'all just bear with me. And I typically go through and um, do a little something, something. I hope it doesn't boot me off one. Never done this before, but accessing your camera. Okay, I think we are locked and loaded. All right, go live. <laughs> All right, so we are on Instagram live. We're on YouTube studio live and we're on Facebook live. Um, I'm doing a lot. <laughs> I'm doing a whole lot to say the least, but um, I think we got we got some good stuff going on. So now that that's uh, that's going on, um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm glad to be on the Gun Dog Notebook podcast live, um, and I'm going. To try to make sure I can kind of keep up with everything that's, you know, going on and, and stuff like that. Um, let's see. All right. What I wanted to do today um, is actually go over some of the things, and, and you know, that, that we did this past weekend at the uh, Rocky Creek Field Trial Club. It was Vegas's you know, first, uh, Vegas's first, um, trial and let's see. Yeah, there we go. Vegas's first field trial. And I want to kind of go over the nuances, the good, the bad, um, and some of the standards of, you know, just, you know, field trialing and, and kind of what I was expecting, some of the things that I didn't expect and so on and so forth. And and I, I actually started we're going old school. I, I started the uh, if you can see it right there. Boom. But basically, it's a gun dog notebook, a first season of field trials and development of my dogs. Um, I am going back to the original format of documenting um you know, the development of my dogs, kind of how I did Ruger and, and how I did Vegas. Vegas came in much later um, into the whole composition notebook phase. But all I'm going to do is basically read out, you know, some of my thoughts and notes and things like that as they came, um, you know, as they happened. Um, I, I kind of saw I got back home and summarized it, but I'm going to. Tyler Green, what's up, buddy? Um, I'm going to go through and. uh you know, from my brace, basically go through each find and talk about what was going on um, and and the interesting things. <laughs> it was an interesting race, uh, to say the least. But I want to go through and talk about some of those things that happened. So with that being said, I think we should. Um, um, I think we should. um go through the standards first. I think it's smart to go through the standards for trials and 
understand what it is that we should be looking for. All right. Um, I'm going to go through the Derby standards using uh, this book, Field Trials, History Management and Judging Standards um, by William F. Brown. Now, my buddy Paul Cook recommended, highly recommended me to get this book a minute ago. Um, and so I have been in and out studying that book up and down um, per usual. Y'all, y'all know me. I'm always reading. But, um, you know, William F. Brown wrote for American Field way, way, way long ago um, and basically did a breakdown of you know, the trial standards and, and things like that. So I think it'd be smart to go through and just analyze that. But also I want to go through and analyze the standards um, or not analyze, but, it, it, you know, uh, state the standards for, um, you know, what it means to be a derby and, and what it means to be a shooting dog. The shooting dog standard is exactly what I'm looking to compete in. I'm not looking to compete in all age dog. Um, the 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 all age stakes. Um, Tommy Rice hat right here. Um, I love this thing. I got two of them, man. Sorry, I'm sidetracked, but I think it would be important to go over the two stakes that I'm I'm working at. One of which is a derby, and the, the and and later on we'll be working towards the shooting dog stakes. Um, Vegas is not an all age. I don't think he's got what it takes to be an all age dog. Um, and, you know, I can go over that, you know, at a later time. I don't really want to get too caught up in, you know, what it means to be um, an all age dog. That's just a, a, in short, it's a way big old, big old, big old ranging dog. Um, way somebody explained it to me and I wish I had a, a rubber band right here to go through it. But basically here we go. This here, if I took this rubber band here and pulled it as far, far, far as I could almost to the point of it breaking, that's what you want, you know, as far as your all age um, standard distance and, and range and, and their race. Well, um, I, I just don't think Vegas is, is that type of dog. He's a great dog. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy him. Um, he is a, 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 quite the solid hunting dog. Don't get me wrong. And I think he's got what it takes to, you know, at least be a competitor, you know, in, uh, in the American field. Once we kind of get our bearings, uh, together, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm going to kind of early on say that we surely needed. I knew going in that we needed to work on our uh, I'm plugging up my computer, y'all. But I, I knew going in that we needed to work on um, his horseback race, which is fine. I mean, we really just got into the nitty gritty of it and he adjusted. But anyway, so I'm going to go over. First, um, the the uh, the shooting dog stake and I'll and I'll work. Actually, no, let's go derby first. Let's go in order. So just real quickly out of um, William F. Brown's book, um, I'll just give you the first 
probably half a page. Yeah, about half a page. He says the Derby is not a finished dog, hence can only be required to show the primary instincts of a bird dog, somewhat modified by his limited experience in training and bird finding and pointing. When starting uh, on his heat, he must leave his handler at a pace that is fast and may be too fast to be continued to the end of the heat. Uh, his first cast may be made in any direction except contrary to that of the course and without special regard to cover it. It must be reasonable in distance and must not carry him beyond control by voice, whistle, or signal of his handler or out of judgment. He must there, thereafter hunt to his handler's course. He must hunt likely cover rapidly, uh, He, but he may disregard the wind and may use either foot or body scent. He may approach game and when found to cor the, to the correct distance, stop point and show accurately by direction of his point, the position of the birds. He must hold his point until the handler arrives. Then he may break and chase, but must stop and return at command. Let's keep that in mind. Um, he must back his bracemates point. He must proceed upon the course if no game is found. He must not turn back contrary to the direction of the course. He must not cut into his handler. He must not go over ground. Um, he must not go over ground repeatedly. He must not approach game closely enough to flush it, nor point so far away as to delay his handlers flushing it. He must not point where there is no game or where it has not been recently present. He must not proceed without pointing when game is once scented. He must not retreat when the birds flush or when the gun is fired. He must not trail his bracemate. The derby must, number one, show derby class, i.e. some bird sense, speed, range, and stamina. Number two, hunt to the course. Number three, locate and point quickly and accurately. Four, be staunch. Five, back on sight. He must not, number one, get out of hand. Two, bolt. Three, cut in. Four, false point. Five, blink. Six, uh, be bird shy. Seven, be gun shy. Eight, trail. He may, number one, disregard wind. Two, hunt for foot scent. Uh, but not persistently, three, be unsteady. All right. With that being said, we um, we had a lot of that, a lot of good going on in that uh, in, in Vegas's race. A lot of those categories, not all, but a lot of them, we uh, we were able to kind of check mark and, and things like that. I will say before we get started, I will be the first to say that I am absolutely 100% proud of where Vegas was um, in this particular race. Um, so we ran against um, Ben Stringer of, uh, uh, he works at uh, Dogwood Plantation. Um, he actually did some work, does some work with Jamie Daniels um, and he was running Dogwood Jake. Um, another derby. And I think they were, in my opinion, okay, everything that I state here is is always my opinion. Um, and I don't want it to be so concrete to where there's no wear room. But anyway, 
I think they were very evenly matched. Um, Dogwood Jake and and Honeymoon in Vegas or Vegas for short. So I'm going to go over the shooting dog uh, stuff towards the end of this podcast to let you know what we're working on. But basically um, where, you know, where I was, uh, where I, where I was at after, you know, after the Derby standards, I was going through and I was kind of assessing it and trying to, you know, really make sure that we held up to it. So um, straight out of my gun dog notebook, we had uh, four total fines, uh, zero backing opportunities. He, he just didn't. Now he scared me on one. That joker at the end of the race, he was hot. He was hightailing it, and he finally got a hold of his race. And uh, Ben was pulling his dog out of the woods, and uh, <laughs> I thought I thought Vegas was gonna overrun the back, but Ben had picked him up before um, before Vegas had gotten to them in in order to back. So he had four total fines, no backing opportunities. Um, now we, meaning myself. Um, Lane and Darcy Hodges scouted for me um, and, and a huge shout out to them because I didn't have a scout initially and who when I tell you the importance of having a scout it, it is not a this is not a one man job seriously it's on horseback and all of that you definitely need a scout so you know huge thanks to them but there was one point that Mr. Tanner told me he was another guy that wrote with us and he was um helping the dog wagon, you know, helping unload and, and load dogs. Mr. Tanner told me that we all missed Vegas on a fifth find, which was interesting. We had lost Vegas for a little bit um, before I get into all of the finds. Apparently, we had lost Vegas for a quick second. And by lost, I mean like not gotten off course, but we had basically rode around him. He ended up going into some cover around a tree. And... um he, he was on point. That's what, you know, Tanner and, and and I can't remember the other guy's name was telling me Vegas was on point. Um, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know why he would have left point. I'm not sure. Maybe the bird flushed. Who knows? I wasn't there for it. And he didn't give me any details. But going fine by fine. Okay. Um, so we end up loading up. Um, Daniel Howell. Uh, released my dog and uh, Jake, let him go. Um, and I will have to go through the judges, but my judge was uh, Jim Tandy. So Vegas goes off, and initially I was a little concerned that he wouldn't, he 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 wasn't going to take the front lead, you know. Um, Cause it was interesting right before the brace started um, Vegas goes and he locks up like 20 feet away from us. Uh, it might not have been that far. Some birds had been hanging around um, the starting line <laughs> and the Joker caught scent. Um, and I think Jake might've locked up too, um, but I was kind of watching Vegas do what he was doing. Um, and so it, it, nobody got credit for it. It was way too soon. I mean, we had just let the dogs go and the birds had flushed off anyway. So we had sent them back on, you know, I'm whistling, I'm whistling. And what I did learn about this was to get to, to get him going, um, you know, whistle ahead. And, and there, and there was a point when, um, 
uh, Terry Chastain really helped me out um, in this stake. And that's one thing that I do like about trials. Everybody's looking to help everybody out, regardless of the competition. Um, you know, folks are new. I'm definitely new coming in. Um, I've been working towards this for a minute now since I got Vegas. So there are some things that I'm going to learn, some things that, that you just learn on the fly. But we send the dogs off um, and Vegas and Jake are, I mean, they're hightailing it. And they're, they're starting off pretty well. They're starting off with a strong race. They end up bending the curve. Um, and Vegas took a wide a, a wide right turn. Jake hit it pretty sharp. So now we're coming out of the woods, out of pine woods and um, going towards an open field. Another thing that you want to make sure your dog is prepared for to be able to attack that open field. Um, so going in, both dogs still hightailing it. Jake ended up being a little bit wider. Um, Vegas somehow circled around me, um, just kind of looking for me. And this dog is still used to, you know, walking. So he circles back around me and ends up getting tangled up in my horse for a second. I think the horse in, in his in his trot ended up kind of, you know, popping him a little bit. Um, it didn't deter him, didn't do anything. But I, I, I think he learned his lesson real quick to stay away, you know, not to run so close to the horse. So he did. He kind of shook. He shook it off. Um, you know, I saw his whole demeanor change and he shoots forward, catches up to Jake. Well, then going up, we're coming up, up, up against the fence line and we're going to take a, um, a, a, a right turn. And Vegas ends up going into the brush and locks up on point. I mean, just beautiful point locks up in the brush real thick. Um, you know, made me proud. I was like, all right, cool. Jake also comes into that same area and backs Vegas. Um, so this is where we are in the first find. And, and what I wrote down was along the fence row, Vegas first to the bird, Jake back bird flushes to the left before I got off my horse, Tom Hennis, who was, um, you know, kind of directing us through the course. Um, Tom Hennis informs me to fire my gun. Um, Vegas stands tall. Broke find held nicely. As I was getting off my horse, Tom, the bird ends up flushing. Like just Vegas didn't note neither of the dogs bumped it. It just wild flush on its own. Vegas is still standing nicely. Jake is still standing nicely. And Tom looks at me. He was like, hey, man, fire your gun. So I get off the horse, unload, walk up. Um, bird is long gone, but peels off to the left. Bang, I, I fire again. Well, as I'm, um, you know, pulling Vegas out, he ends up somehow getting tangled up into the fence. Like, it, like both dogs were kind of like half their body were on one side of the fence and the other half were on another. They were in like a like a hole in the fence. Don't know how it happened. So we ended up kind of getting tangled up in the briars and stuff like that going to get him. But it was fine. We pull out. Bird's long gone to the left. Well, then we send Vegas back off. Um, we send Vegas and Jake back off to start the race again. And I didn't even get a chance to get on my horse another. It seemed like what seemed like 10, 15 seconds. We end up um, moving a little bit forward. And Jake 
ends up pointing a bird, what was it, maybe 20, 30 yards down the way, along that same fence row, totally different bird. Vegas ends up locking up again, totally different bird, um, a little bit closer to us. So now both dogs are standing tall, looking real pretty on point again. I mean, this is a back-to-back point. Um, And so here leads our second find. I was nervous um, about the find, but I'll, I'll, again, go back through my notebook. I say Vegas and Jake are released, and seconds later, both dogs are back on point with two separate finds. Jake is about 20 yards up up the fence line. I was nervous that Vegas was pointing old scent, but still went in to flush with success. Vegas stands nicely and tall through the shot. Um, I know I end up hearing a gunshot from Jake, you know, and, and being there picking up. And I'm just sitting there wondering like, man, uh, <laughs> crap. I hope this ain't nothing old. Cause I mean, it was, it was almost, you know, too, too real to be sitting there and there was a, a back to back point. So I'm, I'm thinking, man, this dog done sat here and pointed something where the birds, you know, would have been now again, according to Derby standards, According to this William F. Brown book, that's not the worst thing in the world. That's all right. But I still really don't want that. We go in and it was another lesson learned. I mean, hunting is always one thing, but trialing, you have got to be thorough. Um, I was using a flushing whip also. So I'm in there kicking around and flushing. And apparently the bird and I didn't see it, but apparently the bird had run out of the brush and flushed off and the gallery called it. Everybody was like, ah, oh, there's a bird. There's a bird. Okay, cool. I fired the gun. Vegas is still standing broke to the flush and shot. So now we are, I've got two fines. Jake has a back and a, and one fine there. Um, still feeling good about it. All right. So we load up and, and, and release again. Now we're hitting that open field um, and we're moving a little bit more time. Um, goes along and we are we are I'm, man it's interesting how much this stuff comes back to you when you're I guess narrating it but we're going along and we cross that open field it's a couple hundred yards no fines or anything but Vegas ends up hitting you know going into the woods again and he starts getting real birdie, 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 birdie. And me, I'm so anxious about it. I start grabbing this hat. This is the hat that I wore. I end up grabbing it. And I lift. I know I tipped it at first thinking that he was he had locked up. He stopped. The good thing was he analyzed that there was nothing there. It was old scent and kept going. All right. So in order to have a dog that can keep running like that um, and, and push the race, you need to keep him fueled up. Way I do it is with you can do the sporting dog. Um, Vegas look good, man. I'm telling you, you want a dog that's gonna be on good feed, can ride them all the way through the race, and 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 still want a little bit more at the end. So I want to give credit to you can do the sporting dog for that particular feat. It was a good thing going on. Also, when we talk about just keeping location on, you know, birds and things like that. If we're gonna, you know, keep training and things like that, I use my Onyx Hunt app not even just for hunting, but hell for training. Um, you know, when we're especially out of Howell Farm and things like that, I, I it's easy to, 
you know, plug in spots where birds are just like I would any other hunting situation, but now I'm using it for training and field trialing. I can go and, and you know, log in calls and, you know, different spots where different birds are. I mean, that place is huge. So I still use my Onyx Hunt app for field trial training and getting Vegas ready, um, you know, for the next opportunity to show, you know, all the bird sense and things that we've been working on. Onyx Hunt has been a wonderful addition and contribution to the bird dog world. And I would love for you to join the hunt, join the app, subscribe using my promo code GDN20 for 20% off your Onyx subscription. Jake, by this point, was well ahead of Vegas. Now, after this point, I do not remember what else Jake was doing. All right, because we ended up getting, we started to get split up from this point. So Vegas ends up getting birdie. Nothing happens. I don't, um, I, you know, I, I, I end up trying to, uh, I end up kind of trying to brace my heart, like break him a little bit, but nothing happens. He keeps going. Um, and Vegas ends up hitting a tight, uh, left turn around a bend. And, um, I ended up having a call cause he hit a left and then kind of veered to the right around this. Uh, it was just this weird, it was, it was kind of windy or whatever, but you know, it was a good course. And so I blow the whistle, send him back to the left. We're now going left Vegas locks up again. Um, but this time he's sure of himself standing there point. Well, I'm riding and my dang horse don't want to stop. <laughs> so I'm pulling up on the reins and dang thing doesn't want to stop. He just does not want to stop. I I mean, he's, you know, giving me a little give. Um, and that comes into play later also, but he gives me a little bit of give. And so I just jumped off the horse. <laughs> Just, you know, we're not like hightailing it or nothing. I just jump off the horse straight up. Like it, it you know, it, I'm, I'm not about to sit here while my dog is on point fooling around with you. Um, and he wasn't going to go nowhere anyway. So <laughs> I go. And this time it takes a little bit longer to get in there and, 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 and flush around. So the third find I wrote, um, Vegas comes into a new area around the bend. Jake running ahead. Jake seemed to have missed the bird um, and Vegas establishes point on the edge of some of a small uh, wiregrass cut. I walk into flush after moments of thorough flushing work, a crippled Tennessee red quail, um, you know, just a different phase of Bob white quail pops out, attempts to fly, but lands ahead of Vegas about 10 to 15 feet in the open. Vegas is tempted, but does not give chase and re, um, although repositions his body in the direction of the now exposed bird. I shot my blank pistol at the moment of the flush. Vegas again with a broke stand. Um, so that was the thing. So a couple of things happened in that moment. Um, wasn't a wild bird trial. So a lot of the times when you have released birds, we all know this. This is no secret. Sometimes they just don't want to act. They don't want to act right. They don't want to cooperate. So the bird gets up 
like I'm, you know, flushing around, flushing whip, and I see the bird kind of poke his head out of the brush, and I remember smacking it but with my flushing whip. Bird gets up, flutters off, but I, I don't know if it was injured or crippled or just one too healthy. Whatever it was, drops into the open. Now, that is very tempting for a very, very young dog to not chase but I'm I'm very excited that my my my, my little Vega man I, I've been calling Vega Vega man like Superman, but he did not chase the bird. He stepped a couple of you know paces like in the direction of the bird and just basically reestablished his point. It's a sight point now. Um, but he's standing there, um, and I go and I'm able to kick the bird off or whatever. But by the time that bird had gotten out of the brush. And about to be exposed, I fired my gun. So we're good there. Um, I was very proud of him. I pick him up, um, you know, and and uh, Lane Hodges, um, Lane had by then sent him back off. So we were one thing also that came into play was the fact that I did, like I said, I didn't have a scout. Um, a lot of people during a trial, from what I understand, won't necessarily step up and scout for you. But Lane and Darcy, his wife, definitely asked me right, you know, in the beginning, they were like, hey, do you have a scout? And I was like, no. Nah. They were like, nope, we got you. You know, I definitely owe them a huge debt of gratitude for that. Um, you know, and I, and I think we should all do that if you have a chance and you see, you know, somebody needs help during a trial, step in. You know, that that goes so far, you know, and, and come to find out Lane and Darcy, actually, their their, um, you know, training facility and kennel is right down here in Griffin, Georgia. Like, I'm going to go and train and work dogs with them. But anywho, um, I, I just can't thank them enough for being able to have my back, um, you know, during that trial. Um, and they they didn't have any dogs in the derby. They had dogs in the shooting uh, dog competition actually placed. So we ride forward, send Vegas off. Um, and I um, we come out of that area. And I'm, I'm trying to be as descriptive as I can, but I'm, I'm terrible with trying to describe woodlots and things. But basically... We, we round another bend, come around, you know, this dirt bend or whatever. We come around the area and I see Ben walking Jake out of this little woodlot, this little pine stand. So they send off. And like I said, we had gotten split up. They were further ahead of me. One thing about trials, you don't win trials in the back. So I spent a good a good amount of time in the back. Um, just behind, you know, and my judge stayed with me and of course, but you've got to, got to, got to have a forward race. And that was something that I knew, but it really hit home then. But anywho, Vegas is, you know, he's going, he's rocking and rolling. He swings into that same pine stand that, um, that, uh, um, uh, ben and Jake were in, so they're walking out. They go on, and next thing I know, you know, I'm going and I'm I'm trying to get Vegas out of there because I'm thinking, all right, man, like you know, don't be just chasing, you know, another dog. Don't don't do that. <laughs> I don't need you to do that. Um, sorry, I'm repositioning my phone, but um, 
you know, don't just be chasing another dog. No, nah, he goes in and Darcy goes, hey, Darrell, um, I think Vegas is on point. He's standing in there. And I said, huh, okay. So Lane goes in to see, because I was a little bit ahead of the pine stand. Lane goes in to see, um, and he uh, he's like, yeah, man, like, your dog is on point. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, you know, I heard the gunshot come from, from Ben and Jake. So I'm just thinking it was just something just random. So I go, of course, go in and, and I'm thorough. Well, I go in and what is Vegas doing? Standing nice and tall again, confident on his point, no flag and no nothing. So I know there's another bird in here. Um, I thought Jake had flushed them all. That's another lesson. Be thorough about your checking. So I go and I and I didn't even really have to kick around because the the vegetation was it was thick green vegetation, very healthy, but probably six seven feet ahead of Vegas, I see a little brown something. Of course, it's feathers. It's another quail. All those quail hadn't flushed out of there and they had moved to a different area of that pine stand, apparently from where Jake was. So um, I go and I, you know, kick around, flush up, bird, pow. Vegas, of course, has a nice broke find, um, you know, and that was that was a summary of, of the fourth find that I had. But um, the, the second part of of that you know was um i flushed a, a single quail and shot vegas stood with broke manners as i carried him out and mount and, and attempted to mount my horse lane sent vegas off vegas peels around to the same area as he entered so now we're back in that same pine stand um and an additional single flushed so the bird flushed before vegas was able to establish the point um, but he, um, he did not knock the bird, um, but did stop to the flush. Um, my horse was also tired and, and began to get ornery, uh, really being kind of an asshole to say the least. Lane was finally able to get Vegas back forward. Um, and I was able to finally, uh, remount after my saddle slid, so I'm getting back on my horse and my dang saddle slides down. Wasn't on tight. I didn't saddle it. Um, it wasn't on tight enough. And horse is tired. Um, and the judge helped me get it get it back adjusted. Uh, you know, and uh Daniel Howell came up and he just gave me his hand. And we kind of just secured the horse and, and got him back stable. Um, Vegas finished the 30-minute brace going forward. So once we got him moving forward, once we got him rocking and rolling, um, Vegas gave me the forward race that he should have had the whole time. Vegas, the, the problem was uh, Vegas was not, neither of the dogs really, Jake nor Vegas, were far enough ahead to, you know, give indication of a potential 
you know, shooting dog champion. And and that's I'm I'm assuming what these judges are looking for. You know, Vegas was not the 250 yards or more that I needed him to be. Now, did he find more birds than everybody? Absolutely. Was the bird work broke? I mean, stylish? Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm very I feel very good about saying that he found more birds than everybody else, but when I look at being braced with folks like Fred Rail, who also had a dog in, who, who definitely placed, um, you know, Jim Tandy, um, when I look at, you know, think about how Terry Chastain talked about how his dog ran, because I wasn't able to see Terry's dog. But just looking at those dogs and, and the way that they were moving forward, they only had one or two finds in their braces, but they gave that shooting dog um, performance when it comes to their race. Um, so that's one thing that I can feel good about. I mean, we definitely didn't go out there and, and just get blown out the water. I mean, we did find birds. We didn't knock no birds. And that's something that Vegas, you know, knows. And he's been kept to that standard and will remain at that standard. Um, you know, that backing thing though, man, like, we don't ever get enough chances to back for some odd reason. So I, you know, you know your dog. I'm I'm glad that we didn't have to test that in this trial. Um, because that's something that I want to make sure that we are surefire clear on. I know he will back naturally, but he ain't done it enough times for me to to feel comfortable about it. But anyway, with that last part of the 30 minutes. Before the judges told us to pick up our dogs and call time, Vegas was high tailing it. I mean, stretched out like I needed them to finally. Um, and, you know, really got in. And I, I'm seeing Jake, you know, I'm seeing being with Jake in his hands or, or with Jake walking out of the thing. And I'm like, please tell me this man has flushed his bird and shot because I hadn't I didn't hear it. I didn't see it. And Lord, thank God that that man walked up and picked that dog up by the collar and time was called before Vegas was able to get to him to have to back. Um, that's kind of one of those things. Now, one thing that I do appreciate Terry Chastain telling me um, just, you know, before the race has started, he told me he was like, hey, man, you know, if you want to get your dog out there, you need to hit that whistle, like hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, you know, sing to him build his confidence up doing that and hit that whistle. I mean, and and what that did was push him out. And I, I did notice Vegas was very receptive to it and it pushed him out way, way, way further um, as the race was going on. Now having a horse, God, that's important, man. Like you can't, you know, you, you, you can't have a tired horse during a trial. And I mean, I feel like that's common sense. But it's different when you're in it and the horse don't want to run. And that was one of the things, man, that joker there did not want to get, you know, get going when I needed him to. So that further set me behind, um, you know, as far as the race, I feel like if I hadn't have been fiddling around with Vegas and, and the horse trying to get them going and get them going and get them going, I feel like we could have had another find in there. So that's that's definitely something that Murphy's Law 87. It is so funny that Murphy's Law 87 just joined Murphy's Law. If anything, if it can happen, it will happen. And that's exactly 
<laughs> what was going on with this trial? That's so funny. But, um, you know, it overall, I can say that was a personal win for Vegas and I, and I, and I think we have nothing but, you know, good things to look forward to going down the road. Um, so with the forward race, when I was talking to judge, he, uh, you know, I asked him, I was like, well, what, you know, what do you think? And, and that's something that I think is good to do. Um, he was like, man, well, y'all found plenty of birds. I'll tell you that now. Um, he was like, but he needs to stay forward. So I want to go through some solutions that I got. Um, in addition to, um, just the, 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 the shooting dog traits that we need to be looking for. And I will go through that first. Now, this standard is coming from um, the um, AFTCA standards to field trial procedure. So um, let me zoom in a little bit. Um, what is and the question is in the in, in this book, what is the expected performance of a dog in a shooting dog stake, which is ultimately what we're looking for? A shooting dog stake is held for the purpose of promoting the ideal shooting dog, one that will find and handle correctly all game birds on the designated course. The superior shooting dog is one that excites constant admiration for the quality of their performance and does nothing to displease or annoy without giving their handler any unnecessary effort. They will in an artistic and polished manner, give them the most quality bird finds that are to be had on the ground covered. The exemplary shooting dog displays an intense desire to find birds for their handler, a nose keen to detect the presence of game and the ability to locate it quickly and accurately by body scent. The show staunchness, they show staunchness, intensity, positiveness, and a lofty style on point and steadiness to wing and shot. In hunting, a shooting dog of the first order evidences bird sense and understanding of the habits of game and displays the wisdom to use uh, the wind to advantage. They adopt pace and range that is most effective on the ground being worked under the conditions which they exist. And I'm going to wrap it all up pretty soon, guys. They possess speed, properly applied, um, are industrious and thorough in their search, handle the immediate terrain, and do not run past objectives. They have adequate range, which is intelligently directed. They move easily, pleasingly, gracefully admitted, um, animated, and happy while running, manifest a lofty head and tail on point. They work independent of continuous direction from the handler and exhibit perfect man manners at all times. This includes when the opportunity is afforded, backing embracement, and rigid on point. There is a note about intelligence and patterning, um, you know, being uh, practicable, the dog maybe worked on single birds as they should do their work cheerfully. Um, and uh, let me make sure I get all the good old detail. The, sh the standard seeks to glorify the ideal hunting dog, which works indefatigably. In the interest of the gun, a dog with character and courage, which displays all essential qualifications plus refinement of expert training. All right. Quoted from Park C. Brinkley in the standard for the National Open Shooting Dog Championship. So that is what we have to work towards. Now, there are a few other details in that standard, but that ultimately is what we have to work towards. I feel like we got a lot of good things going for us um, looking ahead. Now, 
I called uh, Mr. Neil Carter shortly after or about a day after the trial. Um, you know, because after, after stuff like that, you sit there and, and you think about all these kinds of things. Um, and, and I was just trying to re, I guess, reassess what was going on, you know, with the race. How could I get Vegas, you know, to, to start moving forward? Number one, yes, we need a, a, a good deal more horseback work, and that will be done um, off of, you know, ATV and four-wheeler um, and, you know, off horseback. I've got a few good folks, um, Lane and Darcy being one of them, that are going to let me come down and, and do some more horseback work and go back down with uh, to Daniel Howell's farm and do some more. But then also, before we do that, I've got um, the Lion Country Supply um padded leather harness on the way so it's about that time now initially i did not want to work on roading my dog and stuff till he was at least a year old um just because i wanted his muscle development to come in you know it's kind of like you know working a kid too young in the weight room like i just didn't want to do that but now i feel like we're good he's he's got his development going and things like that so what i'm going to do this is a neil carter suggestion is take a thick belt strap it around your waist, take that check cord, strap, you know, tie that to the belt, you know, fasten it however you need to, and then um, strap that to the dog's harness. Let the dog pull you. So we'll do a few laps in our training field of Vegas just pulling me. Now, when that becomes easy for him, um, and I'm going to put a little resistance on him, but when it fully becomes, you know, very, very easy for him, um, you know, and I start seeing him itching to, uh, you know, get ahead, get ahead, get ahead. Then I'm going to put him on um, the four-wheeler and we'll rig him up like that. Now we talking. So then what Neil likes to do is get that dog pulling, 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 pulling until their strength is, you know, really full set. And then what Neil do will do is start hitting the brakes on it and letting the dog really start to pull that four wheeler, like really build up that strength and what it'll do, what it should do is, is just, you know, innately, um, make that dog charge forward. You know, I don't, I'm not interested in healing my dog right now. He will heal. He will, but it's just the, the idea of resistance. Like you pull against that dog enough, it's going to make him want to go forward, you know, and then work on, you know, him, you know, bumping him with the whistle, bump him with the whistle to, to associate those commands with, um, you know, with that. And if anybody has any thoughts about that, I would, I would love to hear, of course, I'm on, this is always a conversation. Um, and then from there, we'll put him back in front of a horse and get him going. But according to Neil, that should, um, you know, that should get him to go. Birds and Dogs 17, is this to get Vegas to flush? No, I do not want Vegas to flush at all. Vegas knows better than not to flush. So basically, we went through, um, and of course, this will be uploaded, but um, Homer, we went through um, this, the entire race from Vegas's first uh, derby trial. And the issue was of was getting Vegas to stay ahead, stay forward, stay forward. He found plenty of birds, but I definitely want him to just, I mean, to, to be a nutcase about staying forward. So if I get him, 
you know, harnessed, if you pull against the dog, he'll it'll make him, you know, go the opposite way. I mean, we all know how it is when you're trying to get a dog under control. You put a collar on him and he shoots forward. Well, I'm just going to play into that, um, you know, and, and build up his strength by pulling me first and dragging, you know, and, and until it gets to a point where it's very clear that that's very easy. Um, and then we'll harness them and things like that. So, yeah, we we, we got ourselves a plan. Um, field trialing is fun, man. I mean, it it's something that I feel like is the next step for me. You know, I, I, I definitely want to level up when it comes to my own performance and things like that. Um, you know, with my dog. You know, killing birds is cool and hunting is great, but that's where, you know, the competitive aspect in me comes forward. You know, I'm really looking to see how great a bird dog I can develop. And then coming in the summer, you know, I talked to uh, Cedric Smith that's, that's supposed to be breeding my next dog. You know, she should in March, she should come in. And, and if, you know, so Lord willing, fingers crossed. We'll have ourselves a second dog, and I'm hoping that that dog will have a little bit more of a a, a, a motor to him, you know. And birds and dogs, seventeen. There's nothing like a little competition to get you to push your limits. Absolutely, um, you know. I that's what it's about for me, and you know, understanding how much further I can go with this young dog. I mean, he's got the excitement and that's what you want. He, he's got the excitement. And also one conversation that I, I heard so much, you know, from trialers is, and I spoke to Fred rail, you know, I had a, I'm, I'm going to have him on the podcast. Um, you know, he was excited to, to, to have me on and, and speak with me and, and, or have me at the trial, not have me on, but have me at the trial. Um, you know, Hearing his story, all of these folks, you know, Lane, Darcy, Fred, Rail, they were all like, man, you know, we're excited to get folks out here. This is something that, you know, we should do. There was a time that Fred told me, like, when the field trial season started, you know, like, dang near the whole town would come out. And they would have a bird field and it'd be almost what, what I imagine would look like a stadium. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here. um, my favorite book right here now to read, and I'm getting through it, is um, j- this book here, Jack Harper, um, Bird Dogs and Field Trials. And this is actually a first edition book. It's very interesting because it's got his handwriting and stuff like that all in it. But, you know, when you read about these guys' stories, man, like it, it's, it motivates you. You know, I... I I haven't competed in anything since I was in college. Yes, my wife just got on and, and competed and, and uh, not competed with me and bought it for me. That's an early birthday gift. Um, my birthday's in a few weeks. Um, Omar, what's up? Omar is on. Guys, if y'all have not heard the episode with Omar, y'all definitely should. Omar Mera, who talks about Spanish pointers. But anywho, um, you know, Omar is another field trialer that, and I'm, I'm sure can attest to the feeling of competition, you know, um, it's interesting. You know, we, I was on 
just uh, I, I was in the car. Was it Ashley like yesterday or the day before? And, you know, you spend a lot of time, you know, gone away from from home and things like that. I got a five month old daughter <laughs> and, you know, my wife can't necessarily come, you know, all the time because it's just a lot of logistical work going on. But, you know, she said something very interesting to me. She's like, look, I need you to make this thing work with these dogs. And it's the second time that she didn't said that to me. Um, the first time was when I got Ruger and she was like, look, if you're going to have all these dogs, I need you to do something with it. And And we've thus got the gun dog notebook podcast and and it's been great but now she says that again as i enter this um you know this this field trial world and i'm a competitor man like don't tell me to do something and not expect me to get it knocked out and i think we need to have you know um i think we need to adopt this you know mentality of yes i'm telling everybody this so I think we need to adopt the mentality of, you know, doing the best that you can and not letting, you know, anybody, you know, tell you otherwise. Um, Jordan Wells actually, Jordan Wells actually made a post um, the other day on Facebook and I've, I've had him on too. Um, let me see if I can find it. Let's see. J. Wells Kennels. Hold on, guys. He, he he made a really cool post that just definitely identifies um with the sentiment. And I'll have to see if I can backtrack it if I can't find it on here. Um let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Mm, let's see. Smith. Let's see. Give me one second, guys. I'm going to see if I can find it. Training inspired by the Hunt Smith method. Uh, I want to see if I can find that quote that he said. I just, I should have screenshot it, but I definitely did not. But it, it, it really stuck out to me. Um, let's see. I can't find it, but anyway, basically, um, to summarize what he was saying, Jordan ended up going to, um, Jordan Wells. If y'all don't know him, he's Jay Wells Kennels. He's really, really solid trainer, um, up North, um, New York, but he uses the Hunt Smith method and he was talking about, um, just going up to get mentored by a trainer. And I can't remember if it was in Iowa or what, but it was going up to get mentored by a trainer. And, you know, he asked the trainer like, yo, you know, why are, why are you showing me all of this? You know, uh, just on a competitive level, like we're trialers, like, why are you showing me all of this? And in short, the guy basically says, cause I'm always going to know how to do it better than you. And, and I took it from the post as, as Jordan saying, you know, he was inspired by that. And it, and it always fuels him to want to know how to do more and do better and how to make himself better as a, as a trainer. 
Um, I would love to find that post and see if I can quote it specifically, quote the, the narrative specifically. But that's how we all should be. You know, you should want to take your dog as far as he possibly can. Like, I guess now working towards this level, um, I, I enjoy being a little bit more of a snob about, um, you know, high quality bird work, staying tight to the shot. You know, whether that's hunting or whether that's trialing, like even hunting, Vegas knows don't move, period. Stay there and, you know, really polishing it and things like that. I mean, it's it's one way to extend the season. But it, I, I really think, you know, like you're trying to get the 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 SEC or the NFL players of the dog world like that's what you're working towards and it. I promise you, man, like you see a dog break after the flush. It's like, okay, like I appreciate that. And that's no shade on anybody. But then you see a dog stand tight, stand pretty, stand tall. You know, you put the work in and things like that. Um, it's a, it's a different feeling of gratification. gratification. So, you know, with all of that, I just want to say that I'm just – Super excited about um, where we are with this trial. No, we did not place, and it's not about placements. Um, not yet, at least. You know, it's, it's always about placements with field trialing. But what I'm saying is there's so much more work to be done and so so many great things to be accomplished. Um, I think that the dog himself was proud of his performance. I was proud of him. And, and we can go forward knowing that, you know, we didn't get beat out. We finished the race. All of those things that, you know, Tommy Rice and I were talking about beforehand. So with that being said, guys, um, I will have this uploaded to, um, you know, your normal podcast streaming services platform. Um, but I really appreciate y'all getting on for another episode um, of the Gun Dog Notebook Live. You know, stay inspired. Get a wife that challenges you, you know, to do that so that way every time you level up you can buy another dog but uh anywho <laughs> she gonna hate me for saying that um thank you guys for for tuning in to my gun dog notebook uh live episode and i will get this edited and updated for for sure um i will definitely be uploading another episode soon look forward to chris math and getting on fred rail coming on um, some more folks from Sedgefields Plantation coming on um, and a lot of other good folks, too. So with that being said, guys, thank y'all. And I will catch y'all in the very, very near future with another episode this week.